What makes Illimity different right now is to make things happen in an incredible time to market. So from the time we have a business idea, we make it happen very, very, very fast. In less than one year, we were able to ramp up a team, to define an architecture, to define a strategy, to implement software, to do business in a way that, at the fourth quarter, we reached our break-even as a company. I balance my difficulty to manage criticism with my curiosity. So when I receive a critic, I learn to trigger my curiosity to understand why. Be happy when you are not anymore on your comfort zone. To disrupt an industry, a business model, first you have to disrupt yourself. This is CRNA TV, my name is Hendrik Deckers. I'm here today with Felipe Teixeira, who is the CIO of Illimity Bank. A very warm welcome, Felipe. It's my pleasure to be here with you today. Felipe, you have a business and informatics degree from your hometown in Braga, the University of Minho in Braga, Portugal. You started your career 15 years ago in consulting, working at Oracle, Everest, Avantage Reply, and then you moved to Italy to work for uh, Unicredit, uh, the big bank there. And now for more than two years, uh, you are the CIO of this new paradigm bank called Illimity. So let's start first with yourself. Could you give us a, a bit of an introduction? Uh, in a nutshell, who are you? What's your background? And how did you arrive in this position as a CIO? Okay, so I have a, let's say a very strange journey until I uh, I become the CIO of, um, of Illimity. Uh, I am a son of uh, Portuguese immigrants. Uh, I grew up in, the, in uh, Monaco, in south of France. Wow. And uh, when I was 18, me and my family, we went back to Portugal, mm -hmm. in Braga. And uh, I started to study there business and informatics. Mm -hmm. I always have a passion for, uh, for informatics and uh, how could informatics change the world. Uh, I was, uh, let's say, quite average student, but I was uh, passionate about informatics. And then I started to work uh, hands-on, first uh, on Oracle Solutions, uh, immediately starting in banking. Uh, I was always passionate about banking and economics. Uh, I worked there in Lisbon and uh, Porto for a couple of years. Then I joined the Everest, mm -hmm. uh, a very nice um, Spanish and now international uh, company for uh, Santander Bank between Lisbon and Madrid. Mm -hmm. uh, I learned a lot there. Um, when I went back to Lisbon, when uh, in 2011, when Portugal had uh, a very tough financial crisis, mm -hmm. and I was involved in, uh, let's say, in a financial check of the whole banking uh, framework in Portugal. And after that, uh, the crisis was too tough. And uh, I moved to London, working for average Avantage Reply. Uh, I met outstanding people. I learned a lot. I traveled between London, Brussels, Luxembourg, Paris, always working in uh, IT transformation pro programs for uh, large banking uh, institutions. Mm -hmm. And when I met um, Reply, uh, 
who had uh, UniCredit as a customer between Milan and, uh, and, and uh, Munich. And um, I, after a few months, I joined UniCredit. I had the opportunity to, to, gui to guide large teams in uh, IT transformational programs in, uh, in Milan, mm -hmm. in a financial risk, then in digital transformation, core banking transformation. And just a couple of years ago, uh, I had, let's say, the opportunity, I would say, of life, uh, create something from, from nothing, and just to apply what I had in my, in my head of what could be a very modern and disruptive uh, architecture for a, for a bank. Okay. So, a lot of experience in technology, a lot of experience all your life in, in, in banking. And, uh, and now for over two years, you're working for uh, what, is what you call a new paradigm bank, Illimity. Can you enlighten us? What is Illimity and, and, and what is so special about it? Okay, what is special about Illimity is we, we like to define ourselves not a challenger bank. We like to define ourselves like a new paradigm bank, uh, a tech bank. Mm -hmm. And um, we have, let's say, a very complete offering to our customers that is uh, leveraging exclusively on technology. So we don't have branches. We don't have, let's say, physical channels. We have 100% of our offering is based on digital. Paperless, every, uh, every single piece of our uh, business divisions are leveraging on digital. Yeah. Uh, and what, what is different in Limity is uh, we are not, a, let's say, a traditional challenger bank. So we have uh, retail banking, a digital retail banking, extremely modern, extremely cool for our uh, customers. But we complete our offering with uh, very specialized lending to small and medium enterprises, mm -hmm. which is our second division. And the, first, uh, the third business division is uh, focused on managing distressed credits um, in Italy. It means that we buy uh, portfolios from large banks who uh, went in distress, and we help our customers, or we try to recover value from these portfolios. Mm -hmm. So this is from a, a business perspective. And uh, from a technological perspective is that we try to, bank, to, to build this bank uh, with a very innovative uh, architecture from a technological perspective, uh, very data-centric, very API-based, and natively in, uh, in cloud. So we are, it's very important for us the enablement of new business models based on technology, based on data, based on cloud innovation, and based on integration with uh, third parties that can be over banking institu institution, non-banking institution, and the explosion of fintechs that we are seeing emerging on the market. Uh -huh. Okay. And all this only started in 2018, right? Yep. And, and it, the bank was only launched in, uh, in 2019. Can, can you take us back to 2018 and, and how everything got started? Okay, first day in office, uh, November the 1st of two, uh, 2018. <laughs> it's a, a very strange uh, sensation uh, 
that I felt on this first day because, you know, I would like to be a startupper, I would like, I would like to, to build something from scratch, from nothing. But when you arrive in office and you don't have internet, we are 15 or 20 employees, and you start from nothing, um, it's, quite, it's, quite, it's quite something. Mm -hmm. It's quite something. Uh, especially when you're coming from a, a large institution where everything is settled, everything is defined, everything has process, everything is there. Starting from nothing, it's, uh, it remembers you that, uh, okay, even the simplest, simplest thing as internet or computer for employees, you are in charge of. And people are looking, are looking at you saying, okay, I need my computer. I need internet connection. So it was a very, very strange um, challenge. And then, uh, as our uh, CEO raised 600, almost 600 million of the, on the market in uh, 2018 to, with the idea of, uh, of Illimity, you have also to have the, let's say, the, the pressure to, to bring results, to make things happen yep. as soon as possible. And so we start immediately with uh, this, uh, let's say, contradiction of building uh, an architecture, building an information system with the goal to do business as soon as possible. So uh, just to give you an overview of, uh, of the first years, we had to to ramp up uh, 200 employees, to define information systems, the vertical software, to enable business for retail banking, lending to SMEs, and uh, the information system to manage portfolios of distressed credits. But you had also to manage uh, all the systems that are needed for, a, for a, every company yeah. to, to, to be in place for risk management, for CFO, for, for, um, for compliance, for uh, human resources. It was, it was really uh, a big, big challenge. And uh, you cannot be taken by the emergency of doing business and to put at risk the, let's say, the, the crucial point of, uh, that can make elite make the difference, which is this platform is digital platform, which is our core asset. So being, managing, let's say, the logistic part, managing the business part and managing the definition of architecture, uh, which has to be very modern, very simple, uh, and uh, enabling innovation was uh, quite a challenge for, uh, for the first year. So this is quite a story. I mean, in 2018, your CEO raised 600 million and he said, uh, Felipe, here, your uh, employee number 15, here's your office, fix your Wi-Fi and build me a, a banking platform as soon as possible. So how long did it take you to, uh, to launch and, 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 uh, and, and what was the results in the, in the first year? Okay, so let's go by step. The first challenge was to, to design an architecture to design an architecture on which to build uh, every business models on it. So at the time in Italy, there was not one single bank that was uh, natively born mm -hmm. in cloud. Yeah. So we had to manage uh, the, regu the, the, um, the approval from regulators. Okay. 
to tell us, okay, you are allowed to build uh, a bank in cloud. But when you, you speak about uh, building a bank in cloud, you have a problem of skills because you, you find on the market people that are experienced in cloud engineering and people that have experience in cybersecurity and compliance for banking. But you don't find people that have experience in cloud engineering for bank and you don't find uh, cybersecurity experts for banks in cloud. So we had to, to define the teams to mix skills, to mix experience, to design the architecture in a way that uh, the regulator would allow you to build this bank. And the regulator does not challenge you on the fact that you are building a bank in cloud. The regulator challenges you on the fact you are able to manage a bank in cloud. So first big achievement was the approval of, uh, of, the, of, the, of Bank of Italy in uh, late February 2019 to say, okay, you have the green light to build this bank in, uh, in cloud. Then uh, I was inspired by these tech companies and very architecture uh, in terms of resilience, in, in, in terms of enabling and integrating very fast and delivering software very fast, uh, like Netflix, Spotify, uh, Facebook. Yeah. And uh, we build a very modern architecture based on APIs, big data, uh, artificial intelligence, and digital touch points that were very fast to bring them in, produ in production and uh, to be re-secured and to bring something new. Uh, just to give you an idea, we start, so I joined the office in the 1st of November of 2018. Uh, we signed three partnerships which are, were very strategic for us. Uh, the first one was with a, a core banking, a very core banking uh, uh, with, let's say, traditional functionalities for a bank, which is an Italian player called Centrico, who give us this core banking as a service. Uh, we signed uh, a very strong partnership with Microsoft for the cloud uh, infrastructure um, and on which our information, information system would, uh, would be uh, built. Mm -hmm. And we've, we signed a third very, very important partnership with Google to implement our API strategy. And so we start to ramp up the team, to define the solution with business, to define the business models, and February received the okay from Bank of Italy to uh, build a bank in cloud. In September 2019, so one, one year, less than one, one year after we started, we launched the retail banking um, on the market. Mm -hmm. And in three months, we, um, we reached uh, almost one billion in terms of deposits in, uh, in our uh, in our retail uh, banking division, with mm -hmm. more or less uh, 30,000 customers. In, uh, already in July and then in September, we launched the first version for our information system, supporting uh, lending to small, medium enterprises, and they onboard the first customers. Uh -huh. And also in July and then in September, we launched the first version of the information system also to manage um, distressed credit portfolios for the first, um, the first di division. 
Now you could ask me, okay, how do you measure your, your success? Yep. Um, can you imagine that we start in uh, the fourth quarter of 2018 and we reached our break-even on the fourth quarter of 2019? So it means that in less than one year, we were able to ramp up a team, to define an architecture, to define a strategy, to implement software, to build business, to do business in a way that at the fourth quarter, we reached our break-even break as a company. And of course, in 2020, despite the COVID crisis, um, the bank had again uh, a very uh, steady increase and growth. And we just published our results a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we published uh, more than 30 million of net income for, um, for the company. So That's quite a story, eh? So, so, yeah. so within 12 months, you break even. You start from scratch, you, uh, you, you launch in, uh, you, you arrive in November, you launch in the next September, you already break even uh, by the end of 2019 and you make 30 million of revenue in, uh, in 2020, which was uh, a very special year. That's, I mean, that's really, really an amazing story. So is this... Is Illimity a tech company or is this a banking company? What, what is it that you are? It's a, it's a tech, bank. <laughs> tech bank. We do banking, leveraging on technology. Mm -hmm. It's a, I mean, this is why I joined Illimity. Mm -hmm. It's because it was what I, I was looking for. Um, a company who based its business on the ongoing digital disruption that we are seeing. So yes, we like to we like to define ourselves as a, a tech bank, a tech company. Okay, so this is pure, uh, really a, a technology driven um, from scratch. I mean, that's 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 an amazing story. So and you focus on a number of segments right now, but the ambition is to to become a general purpose bank for for private clients or for for business for. For everybody, what's what's the the long um, the long plan, the long term plan that you have with this uh, with this uh, with this bank? So we our long plan is to be is to to stay uh, let's say a specialized bank, mm -hmm. and we want to focus on what we are uh, specialized okay. at doing. So we are specialized are doing direct banking for both retails and uh, SME customers, um, and we want to keep it that way. Then uh, we want to be specialized and completing our offer for uh, lending to small and medium enterprises. Yeah. And then we want to go again on, uh, um, on distressed credit portfolios management. Of course, we are assessing our um, our offering, we could add some, uh, let's say, additional, let's say, products to, mm -hmm. to offer. We are we are thinking about it, but our purpose is not to to be a traditional bank in or to compete with traditional banks in twenty twenty one, but we expect to be uh, the bank of the future. 
but we try to be the bank of the future today. Okay. And the, so the, uh, the, we see... Mm -hmm. And sorry. the focus is on Italy, right? The focus is on Italy and you want to conquer Italy? Right now is on Italy. Yep. Okay. But the, the ambition is to go beyond and to, um, to go on uh, the rest of Europe as well? Yeah, um, we are not assessing that right now, but uh, uh, we are completing our strategy. And uh, I did not mention it before, because when I think about all the things that we did in, uh, in a couple of years, I could lose myself. But uh, uh, for, uh, for example, uh, in mid-2020, we create a joint venture with uh, an Italian player um, called Hype, uh, which is, uh, uh, let's say, an app for payments, mm -hmm. which has 1.3 million of customers in, um, in Italy. So now there is a joint venture of 50% when we, we control 50% of the company. And here we complete our vision on retail banking to also serve customers that are not looking to have um, a banking account, but to complete our offering to serve customers who just want to have a payment, um, a payment service, okay? And so now we have, or when we speak about strategy for retail banking, we have Hype, we're serving already 1.3, 1.4 million of customers. We have Edimity Bank on retail banking, which are serving uh, almost 50,000 customers. But we are, this is a channel for uh, raising funds to to, to allow the over two business divisions in terms of uh, lending to small medium enterprises and discredit, uh, distressed uh, credit portfolio management. And also on this third division, we did uh, another uh, acquisition uh, last year. We, called, uh, we bought an Italian player called IT Auction, who is, was the last piece of our offering in terms of um, uh, distressed credit portfolios, where we uh, it's a player that is very specialized in uh, auctions, auctions on internet. And so it was the last piece for Illimity that it allows us to complete the whole offering end-to-end -end, uh, as, let's say, our perimeter of business that we are doing right now. So the client acquisition strategy is through joint ventures and acquisition and to, uh, to see where you can find the right partnerships for the segments that, you, uh, that you're going for? Yes, I would say that our strategy um, in Illimity from a, a tech perspective, but also from a business perspective, is to take decisions that allows us to be focused on what matters for us. Mm -hmm. So we are good at doing technology, we are good in, uh, in lending, we want to do managing distressed portfolios, and uh, where we it's simply not strategic for us to, uh, to spend uh, resources from uh, human capital, but also economical resources. We leverage on our architecture to integrate third parties solutions. Um, as you can imagine, we, we, uh, we integrate with third parties for, uh, for cards, for cards, for payments, for uh, uh, insurance, for... Uh, even for non-financial, let's say, services, uh, we try to, com to offer our customers an offering that is based on uh, a customer experience that is based on financial services, but we are trying to do some intersections with 
non-financial uh, services. We did some experiments last year in terms of uh, offering uh, with um, Fitbit from, uh, from Google, yeah. uh, with uh, Mimoto, which is an Italian player on mobility. And so we try to offer some new kind of uh, services to our customers that are going beyond the traditional relationship you can have with a bank. Okay, so I understand you've grown from 15 people November um, 19 to um, uh, eight, 18 to uh, 550 uh, people right now. So how, how big is the, the IT team in, uh, in, in, in that organization today? So overall we are 600 employees more or less, and in terms of uh, IT department, we are uh, 60, about 60, yeah. And so what is, because this is an API first, a cloud first uh, company, I mean, it's a textbook example of, 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 uh, uh, of a tech bank. So what is really the, the asset of, uh, of, of your company? What is really that makes, where's the value of, of, uh, of, of Illimity? I would say that the, the, the value is that uh, uh, we serve digital customers and we serve uh, and we build digital business models. And uh, the real value as asset for, uh, for Illimity is that we had the opportunity to choose every single one of our employees to have the right skills, the right mindset, the right cultural fit to be part of this incredible adventure. I can tell you about uh, my team. Uh, it, it has been so far an absolutely incredible experience because uh, I had the opportunity to, to design the architecture, but to design it with, uh, with people that I, I had the opportunity to choose one by one on, on, uh, on the market. And uh, I had the opportunity to to mix experience, backgrounds, backgrounds, uh, technologies, uh, and to apply these new technologies on uh, on uh, on a banking architecture. So, if you ask me what makes Illimity different right now, is uh, I would not say innovation because it's uh, it's too simple to to answer innovation, but it's uh, to make things happen in an incredible time to market. So from the time we, are, we have a, a business idea, we make it happen very, very, very fast. And so you have, I can, I can imagine, a quite diverse team uh, with different people from di different backgrounds and, and, and so on. So what is your secret uh, of success of, of hiring the right people? Where do you find the right people for the adventure that you are uh, living right now? Um, you mean from uh, the whole company or more on the IT department? Let's, let's talk on, on, on the IT and digital department. On the IT digital department, uh, I mean, it's very simple to, to find the people because um, when, uh, you know, so many times you have engineers mm -hmm. that would like to have the opportunity to work on the native cloud applications, to, to work on the API-based applications. And uh, when you have large institutions that are working on uh, information systems and architecture, but 
for uh, historical reasons are binded to legacy systems, it's difficult when uh, you have to face a digital transformation. In, uh, in Illimity for engineers, it's a playground field. They come here and they have access to what they would like to, to, to be able to work every day. So mm -hmm. uh, cloud resources, strategic partnerships with Microsoft, with Google, with big data players, they can apply really the state of the art of technology. So I can tell you for each one of uh, the 60 people that are working in, uh, on my IT team, I received more than maybe 10 candidatures for, uh, for, uh, for each one of us because we, are, we, we were a very appealing uh, environment to work for, uh, for engineers. Okay, that's very different than most, <laughs> most CIOs in, in, in large organizations, absolutely. So, and how have you organized your team? How, what are the different uh, teams in, uh, in, in the IT department and, and, and what do they do and how do they work together with the business? Okay, so um, I like to say that we don't have IT teams we have IT business partners. So we, have, uh, we work in an agile environment mm -hmm. in, uh, in Illimity. Uh, I like to, to, to tell to my team to, that every day they should not receive uh, orders, let's say orders from me, but from business colleagues. And they have to work mixed up with business colleagues. So we have a team that is dedicated to retail division, uh, a team that is dedicated to lending to small and medium enterprises, and a team that is dedicated to, um, to distress credit portfolios management. Then we have practices that are cross to whole teams. Um, and we, it's very difficult, uh, I saw it in the past, but it's very difficult to, to give, let's say, uh, self-management to teams that are working with business colleagues and uh, to keep this uh, knowledge that is shared among all of the, of the teams and a kind of coordination about, all, about how things are done. So we have practice that is managing uh, how we use cloud resources, uh, which is our API strategy, which is our micro, uh, microservices strategy, our integration with uh, third parties, our data architecture, and uh, it's really, it's really uh, a mission for all of us to be focused on what we are doing to deliver uh, digital services, but to keep aware, to keep the awareness that what we do as a single team mm -hmm. has to be a meaning as a whole uh, architecture. So um, this is for, let's say, the more business-oriented uh, teams. Then we have two, I have to say, crucial teams, because here it's really innovation applied. It's uh, how to define uh, cyber, cloud cybersecurity for a bank, uh, and with all the boundaries and all the, let's say, guidelines that we received from regulators about banking. Uh, so the cloud engineering team and the cybersecurity team has to, they have to have a different mindset uh, as they cannot 
slow down the implementation of the information theme of the whole architecture, but they have also the huge responsibility to, to define what can be done and what cannot be done. So, how would you describe your role today? I can imagine that when you started, your role was to make the architecture and to make the big plan and, and to recruit the team and so on. That was probably the first uh, task and the first uh, st uh, strategies or strategic roles that you had to focus on. What is the role that you have today? What is, where, where are you spending most of your time today? So as CIO, I, def um, I define my role in the company, uh, first of all, with, uh, with a huge awareness of the responsibility that I have in the company. So mm -hmm. I sit at the management team uh, with our CEO every week. So um, it, it's, it's a huge sign of, uh, of uh, how much the, the digital platform is at the core of the company. And I would say that I spend my time in, uh, let's say, in three main areas. Mm -hmm. The first one is to ensure that our IT capabilities, IT human capital, is uh, allocated to do uh, IT business partnership for business model, business value, to really to deliver business value for our business divisions. The second one is to ensure that, let's say, the digital operations engine is efficient, is efficient in terms of cost, in terms of scalability, scalability in terms of the white partnership, the white products, and the level of service of our uh, of our, um, of our, let's say, digital operations is working uh, at, in an efficient way in a, the, uh, at the maximum of the level, uh, level of services for, for the company. Mm -hmm. And the third one is to ensure that uh, the company is safe from a cybersecurity perspective. So it's not, I mean, I, I feel the responsibility every day. Because especially the last one, the especially the last one, you, you remember you have it, unfortunately, unfortunately when you have a problem. Um. So, I, so it's, a, it's a very complex, but a, a very challenging and very, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a kind of a dream job for, a, for one who is a passionate about uh, technology. So you have, it's not too difficult for you to attract the right people because it's an, an attractive place uh, uh, to work. Um, tell us a little bit about your leadership style. How do you make sure that the people that work with you and, and around you, that they do the right things? And how do you make sure that they are successful? How do you, how do you lead your teams? Okay, so if you remember the timeline that I told you before, when we start, we don't have internet. Mm -hmm. We had to build the whole company and to reach a break-even in, uh, in less than one year. As you can imagine, I cannot manage everything <laughs> by myself. So I cannot take the all, all the de decisions by myself. So my management style with my team is to, to give a, a very clear vision of what has to be our way of working and our architectural and strategical roadmap mm -hmm. for the bank from a technological perspective. Then 
after I ensure every week that the roadmap is consistent and that is clear for all my team leaders. I have more or less seven team leaders that are managing uh, between eight and 15 guys, each one of us, each one of them. And I try to, 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 to transfer them the sense of entrepreneur. They, they have to feel their mission as their own and they have to ensure that the roadmap and the, each one of these entrepreneurs has a sense to putting them together. Mm -hmm. So um, my team leader for retail banking is an entrepreneur with the retail banking division. My team leader for uh, lending and small, um, small and medium enterprises is an entrepreneur with the business lead of, uh, of this business, business division. And so I try to give them uh, freedom in terms of choice and I just ensure that the choice of each one of them has a sense when we put all of them together. And this, in my opinion, it, in, it enables um, motivation because they do and they manage their own decisions. It enables uh, velocity because we have a very streamlined or let's say process for a decision and uh, productivity of course because when you do something that you design yourself that you love and it's, it's kind of uh, your children that is uh, when you bring in production there is a, a strong commitment in doing the things fast and well done so this is my my kind of management i don't mm -hmm. i don't pretend to say it's better or uh, or worse than others it, I would just say that so far it worked. Okay. And let's say your seven people meet and you're not there. What do you think they, they, they will say about you? How do you think your team and, and your people around you, how do they perceive you as a leader and as, and, and as a person? I think they would say about, about me that um, I trust them very much. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am extremely demanding. Uh, I cover them when things can go wrong and I give, I give them the space and the light for, uh, for the success. So um, I, they would say, I think, that I am a, a manager of context and uh, that... Uh, I do well what I have to do, mm -hmm. so managing the, the vision and the strategy. And when, it, when it, we, the, the, the subjects are more vertical in terms of technology, I trust them on, the, on decisions. So, so far, uh, we, <laughs> we uh, on the IT department, I did not have one single, let's say, people who left the team. So I would say that overall, they are quite okay with the way I manage the team. I hope so. <laughs> so, Felipe, let's talk a little bit more about you as a person. I can imagine that you, you demand a lot from your teams, um, but I can Im imagine that you also demand a lot from yourself. So, when, at the end of the day, 
you go home or you close your, uh, your, your laptop and you say, this was really a good day. What must have happened for you to be, um, to be really happy uh, and content with, uh, with your work? Okay, uh, unfortunately, it's, um, this may be part of my personality. Um, I'm not often happy of my day at the end of okay. the day because uh, uh, I'm extremely demanding with myself. Um, I would say that uh, I look at few things at the end of the day is that uh, if I was able to to be present for my team, mm -hmm. so to, to answer to my team, to support my team, to give my team all what they need to do uh, to work and to be, to be, let's say, satisfied at, uh, at work. Uh, if I answered uh, my business colleagues and my business peers for what they need from me, and if I took decisions uh, not, let's say, not by pressure of time mm -hmm. or uh, because I was overwhelmed by too much complexity, but if each one of my decisions was based on uh, what I really think uh, could be the right decision on uh, data, on facts, and uh, I hope to have to find and to have taken decisions that were not uh, in a hurry, yep. I would say. So, and most of all, uh, this is something that is very, let's say, personal. Um, if uh, I would say that at work, but also with, uh, let's say, personal relationship that we, we have at work, if uh, in terms of integrity, in terms of ethics, in terms of uh, respect, uh, I always keep uh, the right level of uh, integrity, respect, ethics with my, with my colleagues. So you quite driven, passionate about what you do. How do you compensate for that? How do you, what is your way to relax and, and get back to yourself at the, uh, in the weekend or at the end? How do you, how do you decompress? First of all, spending time with my wife and our dogs. Mm -hmm. I am a, a huge uh, pet lovers, I would say. So it's a passion I have in common with, uh, with my wife. Um, I like to study okay. a lot, I like, uh, a lot of uh, reading, uh, biographies. I am, uh, I am always fascinated by some, let's say, historical characters okay. that uh, change the world. And uh, I'm very interested on the, the psychology that is behind, because there is, if you have changed the world, you have to be something special. Uh, I like cinema. Mm -hmm. Cinema allows me to to really go something somewhere else to uh, to forget to forget about uh, yeah. about uh, the everyday routines. I would say, even if in Illimity we don't have a kind of routine, things are <laughs> are, ki are quite fast. Yeah. <laughs> so you read biographies, so and you look up to historical figures. Who do you look most up to? Well, and, and, and what did you learn from which historical figure that you use in your private or in your professional life? So from my personal life, um, it's a huge, let's say, it's a huge pressure. But uh, 
Sometimes when I, uh, I realize that I'm complaining and um, I try to compare with what my father has to, to face in life, mm -hmm. I feel kind of, uh, let's say, ridiculous. Because my father, uh, he left Portugal during the uh, dictature before 1975. He has to travel to first Venezuela to find work and to escape from the dictature. Then in, in Venezuela, the things didn't, went, didn't go quite well. So he, he came back to, to, to Europe. And then just by chance, he raised us in Monte Carlo. And then my mother um, joined him in, uh, in Monte Carlo. But uh, he has to face something in his, in his uh, childhood uh, which were not easy at all. And um, he didn't, did not have the chance to study as, uh, as I have. Uh, they learned, to, for example, to read. Uh, they were quite, they were already adults. Mm -hmm. So they lived in a country, they didn't, they didn't speak the, the language. And so when I see what my father did with his life and what, is allowed, what he allowed to me and my brother to become in life. I mean, sometimes it's difficult, but it's not the same level of pressure that he faced in the past. So um, my father is a, it's a huge pilot for mm -hmm. me. It's a huge, let's say, North Star in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, courage, in terms of courage, in terms of courage, in terms of resilience. And uh, this is huge, it's two pillars of my personality, courage and resilience. And uh, to be, to keep hope that things will be okay. Then in terms of uh, historical figures, I am, um, I am passionate about uh, the biography of uh, Winston Churchill okay. written by Martin Gilbert. Mm -hmm. It's uh, in terms of uh, character, in terms of courage, in terms of, uh, in terms of, uh, impact in the world in terms of uh, resilience in, uh, in uh, very difficult moments. Um, and then, of course, uh, I will not say, let's say, the traditional, everybody that is working in uh, technology has a huge admiration for, uh, for uh, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, and uh, Elon Musk. Okay, we all have it. But um, Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali, it's... Uh, Muhammad Ali, it's uh, with Winston Churchill uh, to see the impact that, uh, and um, the force and uh, the impact that they had in uh, society. It's, uh, it's something that uh, they mark the history so deep in terms of very strong values of, uh, of res respect, of courage, in terms of uh, diversity that, uh, that are really, really important for me. And, uh, then when we speak about competition, about mindset, about uh, leadership, of course, uh, Michael Jordan. Okay. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. And then, forgive me, but I'm Portuguese. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in Portugal, we, have, uh, we are a very small country. We don't do any kind of problems. And some say it's, it's quite, it's almost that we say sorry to be here, but uh, we are a, a very hardworking people, we have a really hardworking culture, and uh, I like also people from, from my country that uh, have success and international success. 
So uh, Jose Mourinho, because uh, it's uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, of football, mm -hmm. and uh, it was quite uh, a pleasure in terms of leadership, in terms of uh, how we can he can uh, trigger something in uh, in uh, the people he's managing. So you know it's very different. We start with Winston Churchill. We finish with Jose Mourinho, but <laughs> I know it's. Uh, I can be strange, but uh, it's how I pass my time in uh, my in the weekend. Okay, to, great. To understand how these guys can have fought in the best. Let's talk about your uh, MBTI. You have shared your uh, personality type uh, with us. Uh, so you are an, uh, an INFJ, uh, also known as the Advocate. Uh, and so that's uh, someone who is uh, more introverted, uh, is intuitive, is stronger at the emotional side, and is, has a judging personality uh, trait. And so if we research these, uh, these people with this personality type, then the typical strengths of people with this uh, profile is that they are creative, um, very insightful, they are very principled, passionate, and altruistic. So does that resonate with you? Do you um, uh, recognize yourself in that description? Uh, I have to say yes. I have to say yes. Because um, I'm extremely passionate. Uh, I had the chance to, to work and to do things in life that were a passion for me. So I'm very passionate. I try to 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 share my passion with uh, both in my personal and professional life. Um, I'm intuitive, yes, yes. I I try to leverage on data, to leverage on facts, to leverage on my experience. But at some at some time, you have to 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 have a kind of intuition of what's coming next. So I try to to anticipate. Uh, a lot on uh, my my intuition. Uh, yes, I'm very principled, very altruistic, um, and uh, one thing that uh, makes me very happy is that uh, um, I had uh, so far a career that I'm uh, very proud of. I I'm CIO with 38 years old, and uh, I think that. Um, I I reached this um, I reached these steps uh, not thinking on myself first, but always thinking about my teams, mm -hmm. about uh, the companies I was where I was working for, and uh, always to find the right balance with my uh, with my peers. It's maybe it's a, the character of uh, to be a diplomat. Uh, I try to find. Always solution and no excuses. Okay. Now every positive side has a as as a as a backside as well as a potentially negative side as well. So potential weaknesses for people with your personality type is that some of them can be sensitive to criticism. They can be perfectionists. Um, they tend to avoid the ordinary, not interested in the ordinary. And they are sometimes uh, uh, prone to burn out. So they have to watch out with uh, to burn out and not to be too passionate and to go uh, always all the way in. 
which one of these would you say that you had to uh, conquer, that you had to work on, and, and, uh, and, and do you recognize some of these? Okay, I have to say that I recognized all of them mm -hmm. in my personality. Uh, I recognized also that I was not able to manage them when I was younger. Mm -hmm. uh, now with 15 years of uh, experience, I have learned to manage some of them. Uh, to be perfectionist, it was one of my, let's say, main mistakes in the, in the past, but as I am also very goal-oriented, I, I am also very pragmatic. So I learned to manage this, uh, this kind of my, this side of my personality in the way that we need to achieve results. So it's always a battle inside me. I, re I realize that. Uh, the first one, uh, sensitive to criticism. Yes, I am. But, uh, <laughs> but yes, I am because I'm passionate and uh, because I'm very self-confident. Uh, but I learned also from, uh, from the experience, from a concrete experience, that um, there is a lot of, let's say, very, very competent people that are doing very interesting things. And so um, I balance my, this uh, difficulty to, to manage criticism with my curiosity. So when I receive a critic, I learn to be, to trigger my curiosity to understand why. And, um, and, so, and so, okay, the last one, the, the prone to burnout. I have to say that uh, with, the, with time, I learned better when to, when to find the time to relax, to put uh, my head in place. Uh, because when you are, when you are passionate about what you do and when you, you feel the, your mission and, uh, and you, you feel part of something and you feel the responsibility that you have toward the company, toward your, uh, your customers, toward your, uh, your colleagues, toward your team, uh, it is sometimes difficult to just close the day. So, yes, I, I find mm -hmm. I find this, let's say, this dark side, it's my dark ghost <laughs> that I have to manage inside my head, of course. Tell me, Filippi, what was the, the best thing that has ever happened in your life? <laughs> the best thing... It's uh, an easy question, right? It's an, easy, it's an easy question. If you, you have to choose the best, it's not that easy. I mean, I have a lot of things that happen in my life. I cannot complain about that. But, of course, the... The best thing that happened in my life was to meet my wife, who brings me a lot of, uh, of balance and challenge. Uh, she's, uh, she's everything to me. But besides that, um, the best thing that happened in my life, uh, let's say it was the opportunity that I had since, uh, since my childhood, was to, to have the opportunity to meet always people with uh, different countries, different cultures, uh, different experience, uh, different perspectives. Um, and this diversity 
it's uh, it's something that is uh, it's uh, the opportunity to work not only to work but also from a personal relationships to to meet people that is completely different of me that are different completely different perspectives and different ideas ideas from me it's something that brings me value and uh, growth mm -hmm. personal growth that uh, that is fantastic and uh, also from a professional perspective um, every day I I meet people uh, from India from United States from uh, from the north of Europe from Asia and uh, I have to say it's uh, I'm very lucky to to see that uh, every day and to have this kind of relationship every day okay now we all learn from our mentors, from historical figures, from the people that we meet uh, in, in our life. But we also learn from our mistakes. And, and we learn how to overcome uh, our mistakes. Um, so my favorite question is always, Felipe, what was your most brilliant mistake that you have ever made in your life? What was your most brilliant failure that you have had and how did you overcome that? My brilliant, mis my most brilliant mistake, and I learned a lot of it. I learned a lot of it. It was uh, I was working uh, for six or seven years. I was a very young consultant, uh, just arrived in uh, in London, and uh, I was the huge uh, will to impress. This huge will to okay. I left. Portugal. I left. Uh, I left difficulties, and now I'm looking. I'm working at uh, at the city in London, and I wanted to to impress. And uh, let's say, as Portugal from the north, uh, we are a very proud people. Mm -hmm. We don't like to to ask for help. Okay. <laughs> and uh, sometimes it brings it brings difficult experience. And so I was in a project. Uh, with a difficult customer, mm -hmm. with a difficult project, and uh, I was, <laughs> I was feeling drawing every day. You know, uh, I was just not able to to manage the situation, and um, I was not able to ask for help. To say, okay, this time I'm not able to do it by myself. And so I put at risk not only my, my credibility, but also the goals of the customers and the goal of the company that I was working for. Yeah. Um, I, had the I had the chance that at the time, uh, my manager of, this, uh, of the company I was working for in London was, uh, was an absolutely fantastic uh, person, both pers from a personal but also from a professional perspective. And um, I had the chance to learn it, to learn uh, a lot from, uh, from him. Mm -hmm. To say, nobody is able to do it by itself, by himself. So my biggest mistake was not to ask for help and to be led by my promise. To be too much more proud. To be, you were too much uh, a stubborn Portuguese uh, from the north. That was your <laughs> nice way. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. In the north of Portugal, we are hardworking and proud people and okay. we don't like to ask for help. Now, 
Felipe, you're in the CIO position uh, already at the age of uh, 38. So you're, uh, you're very successful in, in what you do. You're in this um, very dynamic, um, very attractive uh, new paradigm bank, Limity. Um, people that watch this video, many of them will have the ambition also to become uh, a top digital leader in the future. What would your advice be to somebody who is in their 20s, in their late 20s, and they say, I want to lead top teams, top digital teams in, 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 in mid-size, in, in scale-ups, in large organizations. What is the advice that you would give them uh, to, be, um, to, to get to the same level of uh, success as you have? To keep the curiosity on everything that is happening, mm -hmm. because a lot of things are happening. Uh, don't be self-oriented. Uh, be open to people that have different goals, different responsibilities, but also from uh, keep an eye on what is going on right now on the digital area. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you cannot, you might be not, um, let's say, okay with everything that is going on. You can discord, we cannot agree with everything that is going on. But for example, uh, I am looking now for years and years on uh, what, are, what is happening on uh, social medias, on what is happening on uh, blockchain community, on what is happening on uh, AI, on what is happening on uh, uh, parallel business models that are, you know, uh, doing fintech, replacing banking, for example, on what it matters uh, to, to me, and um, keep the curiosity and study on what is going on, because there is a lot, very a lot of things that are going on on, uh, on digital, on technology. Uh, people are inventing a uh, new language of, program of uh, programming, uh, new technologies, uh, the wearables. There is a such explosion on the digital era that keep study, keep study. And don't think, don't think that you, when you think that you are at, uh, at the top, is because you are not anymore at the top. If you ask me what, uh, what I fear most, uh, personally in my career is uh, what I fear most is to be bored because it, I, I'm <laughs> you're laughing but many times at night uh, when I get bored I try to really to be worried about myself mm -hmm. and uh, the funny thing about myself is uh, and it can be something that I can uh, an advice to our future future digital leaders is be happy when you are not anymore on your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. If you are on something that is challenging you, it's because you are growing, it's because you are learning, it's because you are disrupting yourself and to disrupt uh, an industry, a business model, you have to disrupt, first you have to disrupt yourself. And so it's something that I try to, uh, to, to apply to, my, to myself, to, to challenge myself on how to be out of my comfort zone. Okay, perfect. And on that note, Philippe, I would like to thank you for uh, sharing your vision, your stories, 
your experiences and uh, and uh, for this for this great conversation. So thank you so much for your time, and I hope that we will meet in uh, in Milano very soon, uh, and uh, and have a nice uh, have a nice bottle of uh, of good Italian wine together. I would say no. Absolutely, it was a pleasure, Andrik. A pleasure uh, as well. So thank you so much, and see you soon. Bye bye now. Bye.